When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Bleachers and Speakers. I'm your host, June, and welcome to our show. This is the time of the week where I am with my comrades from the NFC North Division. Uh, we have my boy Foster, who's my, my co-host for Bleachers and Speakers. We have my boy Pay from the Chicago uh, Bears, the Bear Claw. And we have Dave, the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings uh, affiliate, first in Skull. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves as well in case you want to say more than what I've said. Uh, Foster, you you can go last because you really don't mean much to the channel. <laughs> and uh, Dave, you can tell the people uh, what's up with you and uh, what's going on. Hey, I'm Dave from Vikings First and Skull. We are the Fans First Sports Network's Vikings arm. We have content over on YouTube. We have content in your podcast feeds, and we have punk our content over on the written side of fansfirstsportsnetwork.com. All you got to do is come over and find, and we can scold to our heart's content, especially <laughs> as we get pumped up with the new season coming upon us, and we're heading into free agency and draft time. But first, we have a Super Bowl to talk about. Sure. Pay. What's up, gentlemen? Everybody out there watching the Bleachers the Speakers feed. Hey, I host the the Bear Claw Pod, also with the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, we've got a lot of great things going on. Hopefully, the Bears can also have some great things going on this offseason. So it's all my content is not just ripping their piss poor decisions. So <laughs> check us out. And last and probably least, yeah. Foster. Talk to the people. Yeah, I'm the uh, the second half of Bleachers and Speakers. Um, you know, I'm I'm just here. You know, I'm just here so I don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's Super Bowl week, man, and 
unfortunately, none of our teams are there. And but we're still excited. We're still excited. We have a a, a full off season ahead of us. Uh, and we are football lovers. Um, we're going to. I'm sure all of us here are, are going to watch the Super Bowl. Um, do you guys have a, a preference on who who's win? Are you NFC, AFC biased, Dave? Nah, it's doesn't bother me either way. I have no favorite per se in this game. I think I know who's going to win, but nah. We'll get into that. We'll I just want a good game as yeah. as normal. Let it be close. Let it be competitive. Let the refs not get involved, you know, and make stupid calls. You know, have it be a good game. And don't cut to the VIP booth every five seconds. Yeah. Pay, do you have a preference? I do have a preference. Uh oh. I have a massive preference. Uh <laughs> let's go. I, I don't know. Should I should I hold off until we talk about you know who's gonna who, who we want to win or do we not, or should I just rip the band-aid off? I mean, you know, if you if you want to chime in on it later, but it, you answered the question, uh, do you have a preference? And that you elaborated yeah. on it later. We'll talk about it later. Foster, uh, I got a question on, for you. Do do you feel that do you cheer for the team that eliminated your team or do you cheer against them because they eliminated your team? Do you do either? I mean, it's I'm torn, of course, between this because it's like as much as I want to be like, you know, F the 49ers, they beat us, you know, I shouldn't be mad at them because they played four quarters of football and we could, you know, and, you know, right. 49ers fans haven't really, you know, pissed me off too bad. So I, I don't have any, I don't have so much, uh, vind- I don't know if the word is vindication towards them. I mean, that may not fit, but, um, so yeah, but as far as the Chiefs, they always win. We got to deal with the the Kelsey and, and, and Swift BS and and who likes Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to brood against them. So uh, I, I'm not I'm not so against the 49ers. Even when they had like Kaepernick, I was like, okay, cool, like you know, and Frank Gore and all those guys. So I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to them getting getting over the hump and uh, and and winning a Super Bowl. So well, I, do, I I guess I do have a preference. I think it's a shame when you think of a team and have to think of Taylor Swift to go with it. I mean, yeah, there's so what, many what other it, players. What does she have to do with football? Like, yeah, you know, I mean, she, and, it, and it happens all the time with her being associated with that team this year. Like, she's getting more recognition than than the players. So, than most of the players. You know, you're gonna get Mahomes. Yeah, I was about to say Mahomes. not not Mahomes. Kelsey. Well, Mahomes and Kelsey are gonna yeah. get their shine, but. They don't talk about Pacheco as much as they talk about Taylor Swift. Well, but she did bring, I know it's irritating to us, but she has brought in a whole different segment of the population, a whole new generation into loving football that, you know, like we know, once they're hooked, they're hooked. And they'll be talking about it 20 years from now when, Hey, how'd you get in? What was the what was the key moment? Like a lot of 
fans yeah. in Vikings land they could pick. You know, it was Randy Moss. It was this. Right. It was that. For, sure. for Chiefs fans, some of them are going to say it was Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in that voice. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I don't, it's a good I thing overall for football. I'm a, I think I'm a there's ter- a. Uh, um, go ahead, Joe. Well, I was going to say Foster probably be upset with me, but no, it's not my fault, though, Foster. So I have a family member that is a diehard 49ers fan. I won't say his name on the air because he doesn't watch my show. I'm not going to give him no shine. Uh, I didn't hear from him in the first half uh, of the game. I didn't hear from him all before the game. Only after the game did I hear from this man. And he mailed me a 49ers baseball cap. I do not wear the only NFL cap. And you know, I got a bunch of baseball caps. The only NFL cap I have is a Lions cap that I just bought this year. I mean, earlier last year, right before the season. And he sent me a 49ers cap trying to be funny. I'm sorry, but I'm going to wear that cap. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not mad at the 49ers. I'm I'm mad at Josh Reynolds. I'm not mad at the 49ers. Josh Reynolds. What about Gibbs? You mad at him? No, I'm not. Okay. Have, have you looked at it that if the 49ers win, both you and the 40 and uh, 49ers have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs this last season? Yeah. That's cool, I guess. And <laughs> the only one you lost to was the Niners and they won the Super Bowl. So you could look at it that way as a Lions fan like we lost to the team that was the best team in the, the NFL. Yeah. So but at the same time, I myself, I don't have a dog in the race. I'm like Dave. I'm hoping for a great game that the refs don't affect, that they just uh, – and I don't – actually, I don't want to see a, a mistake play game. I want to see just a, a, a good game. Um, so that's just me. That's just me. I'm not cheering for you. I'm just going to enjoy the festivities and wonder what if so to speak. <laughs> but outside of that, can we go with some predictions now? Pay, hey, you can go ahead and, and, and talk about it. I want to hear your predictions, and I want to know why you're rooting for who you're rooting for. All right, so I'll give you my rooting interest first. Okay. Um, but I think, I don't think I'm, I'm breaking any news here when I say the world hasn't been the same since uh, the last time the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers played in February, right? Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm breaking any news. I, I think, I think we're all cursed. I think, it, and I don't want to call the curse the curse of Jimmy Garoppolo. We got, they got rid of, they got Garoppolo out of, out of, out of the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So it's now, it's time to exercise some demons. San Francisco got to do it this time. Shanahan, he didn't, he didn't blew it twice. Third time's a charm. He's got to. He's got to. He's got to win this game. And it, maybe if he wins this game, the world can like you know get back on the correct axis, get back to spinning it correctly, and we can you know figure some things out. Uh, it's, I'm, it's hoping, I'm hoping. <laughs> it seems I'm, to be I'm a lot hoping. deeper with you than than it, it's it's something. It's, it's something's got something's got to give. Something's got to give. It's 
if you're going to beat if you're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason, this it will have to be this team. They're they're never going to you're never going to catch them this week again. And and I say it's funny to say that for a team that's representing a whole conference. That, you know, that Pat, this week I said Kansas City was like the weaker version of themselves than of mm-hmm. the past, and that's what went into my pick versus Baltimore, and. They didn't look like the, that that team all season. They looked very good versus Baltimore. Yeah. For a quarter and a half, they did. The defense, Baltimore shot themselves in the foot multiple times, but you know, it is it is what it is. That's I'm saying that all season two. They took the ball right off the rip and scored, set the tone, and their defense played. That's mm-hmm. a good football team over there. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I, I, but you know, and here's here's my prediction. I expect the better football team to show up. They've got the experience. They they've been they've been what what's how's how's the phrase going? Twice bitten, one shy. They it's their time. They have it's all the time. They've got they have all the playmakers. They their their quarterback, who is a good quarterback. Yeah, mind you, is the tenth or best twelfth best player on the team. Yeah. They've got playmakers on on every level on both sides of the ball. It's right. their time. They've he, the coaches. The coaches got all the Super Bowl experience you can have. He's he's blown large leads. He and two of them. So I think he's going to be extremely prepared, extremely focused, and ready to go out there and exercise some demons. I've got San Francisco handling some business. Finally coming through. Shanahan gets one for the family. Gets one for himself. Andy Reid and them can run out right off to the sunset. The Kelsey's, uh, the the Kelsey Mahomes, they they catch another they catch another Super Bowl L. You know, so far they I mean they've got two wins, no big deal for them. It's the Swifties. The Swifties have had it good. The Swifties have had it good. They they jumped at the football and ended up in the Super Bowl all in the same year. That doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen like that. The bandwagon has to stop at some point, and it's time. It's it's time. You're gonna to have to face a real team, and I'm ready for it to happen. Okay. Bang bang Niner gang. Oh, <laughs> oh I didn't like that. Oh, oh, you can't do that. You can't. Oh, Dave, you. What's your prediction there, sir? Uh, I think what you talked about, June. This team who started out with nobody being able to catch footballs has turned itself around over the season. Good coaching, and the play got better. And once it came to the playoffs, they seemed to turn on a switch. And that may be Andy Reid. That may be Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey, right? Kelsey's looked better in the playoffs than he did most of the season. All that could play into the Chiefs winning, you know, by three or four points in the end. And I could see that. I can see San Francisco stumbling once again in the Super Bowl. It's, I don't know who's going to win. I don't really care. But if I had to choose, and I think San Francisco is favored by just a little bit, I would go with the Chiefs. That's just my personal choice. There's no real reason other than I think they're playing at their best football right now. When it counts, and I think that's going to be 
what puts them over the top. And I think Kelsey's going to play his best game of the season. When you know your football is done, right? And he's talking about he's going to retire like his brother. You tend to go out there and leave everything on the field. Mm -hmm. There's no holding back anything. You just go wild and you go all out. And a lot of times that leads to good things. And so I think the Chiefs are going to pull this one out. Now, my question is, what's the over and under on whether Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift in the post game on the field? Give me a break. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, Vegas probably has it. Yeah, I haven't I looked. They do. That'd be disgusting. That would be disgusting. I mean, I, I love, I love, love for the for the young for the young people. In fact, well, I don't think Kelsey's pretty young, but I love, I love, love for him. But you know, that would be the craziest publicity. I, I do not want to hear the conversation that comes behind that. I just want, I just want a clean Super Bowl. I want to, I want to eat food that I ain't got no business eating. I want to watch some commercials, laugh. <laughs> I want to. I want to call off work the next day. I don't want to hear the conversation is going to happen afterwards. If there's a Kelsey Swift thingamajig on the field after the after the game, please save me from it. Please come on, Niners. Please, <laughs> Foster, your prediction. I, I I'm I'm right there with Dave as far as just the way San Francisco has played since they've. Since the playoffs have started, it's been very just. I mean, there, I think there's a there's an outside chance that they put it all together and they play the best they've played. I mean, they should play the best they played thus far, but in both games they look very vulnerable. Uh, you know, I, I think they ultimately they they were able to out coach and um, obviously persevere to get to that point. But um, yeah, I think when you when it comes when when you break it down to who's the better the better quarterback, obviously Mahomes is the better quarterback, and and the Chiefs have kind of been grooving like the the they they had their way with the Dolphins, they had their um they had their way with the Baltimore for the most part, um, and uh, I think that the story the storyline is, is kind of set up for them. Um, like, like you said, with Kelsey, possibly. I When I saw, before the playoffs even started, I'm thinking to myself, like, this might be it for Kelsey. He may be kind of peeking out with all the exposure and his podcasts and and um, and this being his last, and, you know, him getting all the way to the Super Bowl. You know, this would be the way for him to go out on top is, is to uh, just to win one right here. So I feel like the writing is kind of on the wall for that. Um and I don't know the same. It, and I'm obviously biased to the fact that I, you know, I wasn't terribly impressed with with how they played against Detroit. I think they had some very favorable things happen in that game with the the ball going off of Vildor's helmet right into Ayuk's <laughs> hand and the 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 the, uh, the fumble from Gibbs. It, they, I mean, I feel like they 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 are very. Um, they had some. They had some some things go their way, and um, yeah, I, I, I could I could see them falling short again. But obviously, they're they're a very good team, and they'll they they'll continue to be 
uh, they'll continue to have opportunities to to get back here. But if I had to put money on it, I would definitely put my money on the Chiefs just off of experience and what they've done thus far. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going myself with the uh, the Chiefs. I just I think they're playing good ball at the right time, even though. I think the 49ers are a better football team with more weapons. Um, just, I just thought that Baltimore was the best team in the league, and and they certainly did a number with those guys. We're going to take a quick break for our ads. Uh, our listeners will listen to about four ads, but we'll be back in like 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about other teams, man. I know we're not in the Super Bowl. Uh, we got an off season though. And uh, I was talking to Dave the other day and I was talking to him about uh, some, some Ecamm stuff and wanted to get with Foster about uh, a draft show. And <clears throat> one of the things he pointed out to me, which is pretty obvious, is free agency. Right. So it's kind of hard to have a, a a wish list with the draft if you don't address uh, your wishes or things you'd like to see in free agency first, because that'll kind of dictate what you do later. And, you know, so um, I'm going to ask you guys um, and we can start with pay and. What do you see out there in free agent free agency for your respective team, the Bears, that you like to see addressed as far as position wise? Well, the positions of need for the Bears are are multiple. Uh, we need to replace at least three fifths of the offensive line. We do need another pass rusher opposite of Montez Montez Sweat. We probably need to upgrade at safety. In fact, if you ask me, it's not a probably. It is, it is a definite. We've needed that for some years now. I don't need to say his name. If you listen to the show, you know. Um, and I think we're cleaning house of, of the, our receiver room. So that's one of our obvious weak points. I mean, for anybody, for a novice football football uh, observer, you know, we don't have a very good wide receiver room. Outside of DJ Moore, everybody is pretty um, transient. So from those, from that perspective, there's a lot of work. Ryan Pose, the GM of the, general, or the GM of the Chicago Bears, he has a lot of stuff to get done. Um, in the free agent portion of the offseason, I think the best first thing you need to uh, – um, target would be a, a pass rush. I don't think this is a strong draft for pass rush. It's a strong draft for wide receivers. I have my opinions about drafting wide receivers early, but those are just mine. I think you should go ahead and get that pass rush taken care of in the free agent pool. Yeah, Ryan Poles ignored it all of last season up until he can he signed uh, Nagakwe towards the end of training camp and then traded for Sweat 
during the middle of, of the season. I, he should not make that. He should not make that mistake again this year. Go ahead and handle business. I think Brian Burns from Carolina might be available. That'll be a great addition for the Bears. Um, shouldn't cost too much. So go ahead and do that. Uh, coming up for and enter those other positions, I think guard, center, those shouldn't be hard to find. You know, you just you just want an upgrade at those positions. You don't have to look for any, any swing for the fences or getting anybody any all pros. I, those one they're not even available. So just go ahead and you know plug those holes, and then whatever you got left to do, come to the draft with it. Dave. Same question for you. Well, normally we approach it as free agencies used to fill holes and draft is used to gather talent. And hopefully you can get good free agents in the process. Tonight on Vikings First and Skull on the Real Forno Show, we're having our first mock draft, but we're discussing how mock drafts can influence free agent strategy because we learn in the draft who falls to what segments, right? We take the quarterbacks for an example right now. You have your top six quarterbacks, and they're generally top three with Caleb Williams, Drake Bay, and Jaden Daniels. And then you have your bottom three of the top six, which are J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and... Uh, the other one from Washington and Penix. Penix. Yes. Thank you. Michael Penix. And you could see how through multiple drafts, how these players fall and where they slot. And with that, you can figure out, well, if I'm going to have to go up and dra move up, right. Say the Vikings want to move up to the fifth position. Say if Jaden Daniels falls, to trade up, what's it going to cost them? Well, if it costs them this, how am I going to make up for that on the other end? What free agents do I need to bring in? If I can get none, none of those of the of that top six are the quarterbacks we want, and we want to bring back Kirk Cousins. All right, then I have to address Kirk Cousins coming back and what it would cost to pay him. And we're working on both for free agency. Um, we have 28 players that are going into free agency. The big names for us is Kirk Cousins and Daniil Hunter are the two biggest names who we might want to bring back. Daniil Hunter is high on that list. And the fan base is sort of split on the Kirk Cousins question. There's a, uh, I don't see how we can bring back Kirk Cousins from the rumors that are coming out, what sort of money he's asking for. He can walk. He's going to be 36 years old, coming off a blown Achilles. And that's the magic number that quarterbacks, for the most part, minus a couple of anomalies, fall off the cliff. So we're going to take it. We're going to look at how those mocks work out so we learn what draft players are available when. Right. If we wanted a guard, right? One of our guards left guard as a free agent. Say I wanted a guard. If I let that free agent walk, can I find as good, if not better, in free agency? Or 
am I primed and optimum to find one in the draft by balancing our needs and wants and where the Borgs fall? And so with that, we make the decision. Do we push for Dalton Risner, in this case, our left guard, to re-sign him? Or do we go out and we look? Who's available? What do they cost? Hey, this guy over here is available. He only costs a couple more million. There happens to be one on the Detroit Lions, to be exact. Um, Do we go for him or not? So once we get closer to the draft, once we get past free agency, we'll know how the draft will work out. But right now we're using the mock drafts to figure out how can that help with free agency? But both have to be addressed. You've got to fill those major holes immediately, and that comes through free agency. Who knows? We may even trade with Chicago to get Justin Fields. <laughs> I'm yes. kidding, Pay. I'm kidding. That won't happen. <laughs> I just wanted a reaction there. Foster, same question. So, yeah, I, I, ironically enough, as far as um, the holes that we hit, that we that we have, um, I would love to have a, a Daniel Hunter or Jalen Johnson, you know, what's his name, Jalen Johnson, the cornerback? Um, yeah. Yeah, th- those are guys that I, I would love to, you know, fill in some of the holes that, that we have uh, free agent-wise. Um, but outside of that, I, I guess my trouble, I guess my worry, my issue with what we need a cornerback is we – if we don't get a, a top-notch guy at the um, – if we don't get a top-notch guy that can play the, the CB1 position, um, I don't know how we we deal with the, the major hole we have there because, um, as we all know, Cam Sutton has not, um, has not worked out in the way that we want him to. So um, with us drafting so late, I, I, I certainly would, wouldn't have the – wouldn't have the confidence that that we could fill that hole in the draft because um, I feel like the guy that is the most ideal for that position will be gone. The uh, guy from Alabama, Kool Aid McKinstry. Um, I, I think that that uh, the class of corners is, is is somewhat rich, but as far as a guy that we can plug in as the number one guy, I don't I don't think that we will be able to get unless we get a uh, Jalen Johnson or a um, Legere Sneed, or um, maybe a, a, a St- uh, Steph Gilmore, um, although he's a little bit older. Uh, he's like 31, so he's kind of, um, you know, later in his career. So that's the tricky part uh, for us is, is finding, you know, is finding something that makes sense for us. Um, but, yeah. Be, yeah, beyond you know, beyond Daniel Hunter, who I'm not, I'm certainly not you know holding my breath to, that, that we'll get him. There are a couple other guys um, at the edge that we could possibly fill in, like a Brian Burns, or um, maybe one other guy that I can think of. So, um, but but definitely th- those two are the major um, are the major concerns. Um, we have some some depth, maybe some a few depth if depth issues um, on the offensive line as well. Um, but those, those are the major ones for sure. Yeah, I, I tend to uh, agree with, with Dave and have the same philosophy as far as 
fulfilling needs with the with free agency as opposed to the draft. Um, me and a buddy of mine were, were talking about uh, the needs for the Lions, and the most glaring need for me is 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 corner. Um, if you want to say defensive end, I'm not going to debate with you. Need that too, but my thing is. I don't want to depend on a shutdown. He has to be the one <laughs> to be depend on a corner to be your shutdown corner. And I don't think he's going to be there at 29. I just don't. And if you can address the need in free agency, you do so. You don't hope to address it in the draft because you don't know what you're going to get. You could uh, you ignore free agency and say, hey, I'm going to get what I need in the draft, you might not get the person that you planned on, and you might not even address the need like it needs to be addressed. You go after it in free agency. What was you about to say, Foster? I'm sorry. I was going to say is that, and, and with, uh, I think it'll it'll be easier to f- fill the, the edge rusher role um, just because we do have some depth. I think we have uh, some depth on the edge. We got like a Josh Pascal. We got a um, a James Houston who you know missed the majority of this year, but in a small sample size last year, was able to get the job done. So I, I think that we do have um, we have the ability to go out and get maybe just a guy that's more um, that Chop Robinson guy. I don't think that he's a great he's great against the run, but I think he is a guy that can even if he's just standing up and rushing as an outside linebacker. I think he's a guy that can get after the quarterback if that's just his role for right now. And we can get him, you know, he's not going to go as soon as a Jared Reese, I mean, Jared Verse, who's more um, more complete. You know, we, we, can, we can go get a guy that's just raw and just, hey, we just want you to go get the quarterback. We'll worry about you getting some of that technique and uh, some of those other things down the line because we do have, we do have a Josh Pascal that's going into his third year, a James Houston who's already proven that he can get sacks at the NFL level. So um, I, I think those raw pass rushers is, is will be easier to fill than that outside corner. The outside corner, yeah. we haven't had since, since what, uh, Darius Slaves? Darius Slaves. <laughs> yeah. A solid corner, but I feel like we've always had issues at corner. Look, we, drafted, we drafted Jeff Okuda at number I, five. Man. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and I agree like with, with the person that I had in mind at a rush in, uh, is like somebody like chop. I won't give him too much props cause he played for Penn state and I just don't do things like that. Um, we're not, but he would be a, he, he would be a very good pickup at 29 to rush the passer. I definitely could see that. Plus, when you when you're talking about defensive ends as opposed to a corner in the draft, defensive ends, I don't want to downplay the position, but it's, it's kind of basics Just in go comparison. Get <laughs> go get the quarterback, set the edge, don't let nobody get around you, turn the play inside. You know, that those are things on pass downs where you need this rush in for this Detroit Lions defense. That's what you need, you need to get to the passer and don't let anyone get outside of it outside of you. That's it. You know, so it's a different world when you're uh, than a corner, when you're leaving them out on the island and they have to communicate and they have to uh, they have to know formations. They have to know tendencies. They have to where the defensive end just go after and get it, you know, so. 
in that respect. Um, yeah. Uh, go, it's go get a it. little bit different than that, but I mean, in a nutshell, I, I knew I knew Dave was gonna be like, "Don't don't play my, don't play my guys like that. down." That's There's what a lot it is. more yes, to it, but if you're going to put somebody in that position, just you know, like let's say for instance, let's say you have a a, a pickup in the middle of the season where uh, you you have injured players and you have to put this defensive end. That's what you're going to tell them. You know what I'm saying? On these passing downs, get after a quarterback. Uh, make sure nobody gets outside of you, as opposed to you put a corner in there and you're like, okay, you have to know this coverage. You have to know this, you have to watch this tendency. Know how to yeah. play zone. You have to look. Yes, I agree. So, corner is you've got to be a little bit more cerebral yeah. on uh, playing that that spot. And it's hard to find good corners. Yeah, We all know that. It's We wish they grew on trees, and they don't. It's, it's one of the positions I need over on the Viking side as a corner. and But it, it's hard to find. Now, yeah. did I hear you guys say Chop Robinson? Yeah. Chop Robinson is Tyler Fornes's favorite edge in the whole draft. Wow. He absolutely loves the kid. Yeah. He's not going to go until about the bottom of the first round. Yeah. But he absolutely loves the kid. He thinks he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I would definitely pick him over a corner because, like I said, we drafted Jeff Okuda before <laughs> at five. <laughs> it's just, no. Yeah, even uh, Awarie, he, he went to Penn State, too. He, oh, gosh, did you have to? My, you know. The Penn State correlation, I, I can't look past that. Oh, man, you just gave me a headache. <laughs> but speaking of drafting, your GM came out this week. I was going to bring that up, Dave. And he was, was talking about being up. intentional, and I loved how he talked to his oh, that was, local beat press. That was now, my next. Was that was yeah, my next segment, Dave. You you beat me to it because I was going to pose the question: Have you heard any news from your respective GMs or camps as far as direction? And I was going to bring up when Brad. Holmes had his press conference when he was calling out the media saying, hey, you didn't like this pick that I had. I picked this guy and it worked out. You said not to pick me. He was pointing pointing the reporters out. He was, yeah, he was calling by I, name. I did hear that he had a fiery, um, but yeah. yeah. He also mentioned in that press conference that he Although there's money to be spent in free agency, he was focusing on external, internal spending as opposed to uh, external spending, meaning he had people in that locker room that he'd like to get signed and take care of first and making sure that they stand pat uh, instead of going out and spending a bunch of money in free agency. So with that being said, Dave, what's the latest news coming out of your camp? as far as direction or off-season or anything? Have you heard anything? There's nothing uh, nothing that's been said publicly on direction, per se. But there was a story published this week, just a couple of days ago, that said, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, our GM, uses PFF to learn about draft picks. And there's a segment of the Vikings fan base and especially on Twitter 
that thinks that's absolutely absurd. How can we have a GM that uses PFF to learn? Because Quasi is the first, quote, analytic GM, comes from that background versus from the football scout background. And most of us that are knowledgeable in the space are like, come on, guys. Every team uses PF, PFF. Yeah. Every yeah. last one of them. Yes, they do. Has a contract with them. They look at those grades. They look at how they've given PFF feedback over the years on how this is what we're looking for. This is what how we want to do it. Evolve your grades so that we can see certain things. And they did over that time period. Dr. Eric Eager, who's no longer with PFF, who's now over at Sumer Sports, came from Climb in the Pocket, which was the predecessor to Vikings first in Skull. He's the one that helped develop the algorithms to do a lot of that. And there's a lot of explaining to do. And then there's Matthew Collar, who's a beat writer for Minnesota. Uh, he has a substack, Purple Insiders. He wrote a book, How PFF became successful, how it was started, how it was founded. But the fact that some fans are like, you can't use math, that's wrong in football. Well, no, it's not. If it gives you an edge, you go with it. And I suspect that your GM, June, was intentional looking at numbers of like Penne Sewell and saying, this is the guy I want. And holy shit. Oh, he's a left tackle. No, we're going to move him to the right. He's a left tackle. No, we're going to move him to the right. Hey, guess what? He's all pro and one of the top three in the league at that position. He said, you, want, you wanted us to get a quarterback. We got Penne Sewell. Yep. He said that, Foster. You got to see it. It was a cool press conference. But that's what's happening over on our side. And it's all the internal stuff, and that's what we have. I'm sure it's the same on Bears Twitter and Lions Twitter. And Packers Twitter is probably a little different. That's probably an orgy of some sort fawning over cheese. But there's, um, but that's what's going on. We do not have any quote, direction, other than knowing that both Quasi, Adolfo Mensa, and Kevin O'Connell were watching all the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, and they will be at all the quarterbacks um, pro days. So quarterbacks obviously going to be high on our list. Other than that, we don't know. It, it's It's bound to happen. Justin Jefferson spoke today on Radio Row in an interview, and he they asked him about his contract, and he said, I don't know. You know, it'll happen. I'm sure the Vikings will take care of me, and it'll happen when it happens. And I'm sure they will, too. They had all but had it signed prior to the beginning of the last season. There was just one little bit. I'm sure that's going to be solved early this year, and we're going to hear at some point in time, Justin Jefferson signs to the largest non-quarterback contract in the history of the NFL. As and he Vikings, should. As, and as he should. And as Vikings should. fans will rejoice. But there'll be a segment of Vikings fans that call them idiots. So it's, it is what it is. I mean, heck, who was it? Cowherd. 
had the Vikings trading JJ plus two first to move into whatever uh, position the Patriots are at right now on the draft. No. It's like, no, that's not happening. No. No. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. what's the news coming out of the Bear Claw camp there? Uh, we've got plenty of news. Um, whether or not it's news as it relates to what we're going to do in 2024, it's been kind of quiet, um, which is a good thing. No news is good news. Because if you remember last year, February 1st, Ryan Pose, he made it known to the league that the number one pick was for sale. Mm. He has not done that yet. So that's a good thing. You know, every day we keep that, keep our, our cars close to the chest. I'm sweating. We a are, bit. yeah, we, we, we grow, we grow the asking price for which and whichever direction you want to go to. We have two quarterbacks for sale. Well, we have one quarterback for sale. Um, we have two of them you can offer you can make your offer on. So the longer he waits, the better that offer gets and the more information he can put together into making the most astute de- decision possible. And so we can finally get the Bears, get this ship turned around and chart and start being a respectable franchise again. Um, other than that, the only news we've got going on is uh, we've there's there's some rumors. One of the most connected guys in Chicago media, um, he's saying he's hearing that one the best kick uh, the best kick returner, best return man in NFL history. He's going into the hall. Uh, that is Devin Hester from University of Miami. Um, I've got a little mixed feelings on that one. But other than that, um, the only other news coming out of Chicago as it relates to the Bears is they may be sticking with Soldier Field. And they're not going to do use that, uh, go ahead with their, uh, their plans of building a new facility outside of the city in north, far, far north suburb of Arlington Heights. So... Stay tuned to that. They may be building a mixed-use facility and share it with the White Sox. That I don't like because the White Sox are cursed. You don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> well, that have two cursed things in one building. That explains Roger Goodell's comment today that if the Chicago Bears build a dome stadium, they'll get a Super Bowl. Well, it's it's twofold, Dave. The, the Bears have the smallest capacity stadium in the league. They you, you can't even get a Super Bowl at Soldier Field. You, you know, they you got 60,000 capacity at Soldier Field, right? You Soldier Field, I mean, the Super Bowl is largely a spot, a corporate, a corporate event. You're going to have at least 35, 40,000 people there that are just, you know, buddies of the NFL. That's not enough people to you got, you got, like I said, you got that much just for just for the buddies of the NFL. Then you got to have their fan tickets. Then where are you going to put the Swifties? There's not enough, not enough room, not enough room. So they definitely got to do something, do something with that as far as from a capacity standpoint. Now, if they put a dome in the South Loop of Chicago, 
Mm, that's gonna be it's gonna be an eyesore. But <laughs> hey, you know, if you if you can put the suit, if you can get the Super Bowl in Chicago, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand in the way. Well, we had it at U.S. Bank, and I think we upped our seating capacity to about seventy five, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. We normally run just under seventy, but mm-hmm. and we did it. Everybody loved it, except for Minnesota Vikings fans. Um, except for it was cold and they complained how cold it was. Yeah, because that was the year we lost the NFC Championship. And uh, we had the chance to play Super Bowl in our own house. And, that would have been uh, crazy. Yeah, it would have been awesome, but it yeah. failed to happen. We had the Eagles win instead. Oh, wow. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you remember the great Dodge commercials. No, uh, I that don't. Time, the Dodge truck, and they show... Vikings rowing, rowing, growing, and then at the last minute turning around because the Eagles beat them. That was funny. That was. But yeah. no, that's that's the news I saw today. Pay was that Roger Goodell is pushing for a new dome stadium so you guys can have a Super Bowl. It's interesting that he went ahead and said that because um, he's everything that's been that's been talked about. As far as further down the line, he's been pushing it off as like, you know, not not during my commissionership things. He's been very careful with his words. It's interesting to me that he's went ahead and just stamped that as like, oh, yeah, they do that, which, you know, obviously wouldn't be no time soon. And his I think his contract is up in 27 or 28. So. Yeah, it lets you know exactly where they are with this as far as on on a league stand. Okay. Before we wrap this up, I'm going to go around uh, the room here and I want you to be as specific as possible, right? I want you to tell us what is one move that you'd like to see your team make this off season as far as, and be very specific. I don't want to want this to sound redundant and I'll go first to show you exactly what I'm talking about. So I want the Lions this offseason, starting with free agent, see, to get one of the top two free agents as far as rated talent, one of the top two corners that's available for free agency. Now, I've been looking at a couple of them. Uh, I don't know how they're rated, but I think uh, Jalen, sorry, pay Jalen Johnson is up there. Uh, and Legereus Sneed, those two, I would love to see the Lions uh, acquire one of those two corners in free agency and in the draft, um, address whatever other need you you think that's uh, – because at that point, my biggest concern is corner. And um, if you can address – I don't see them addressing – both needs in free agency. I see one or the other. Um, just, just because I don't, I just don't see it happen. We don't, you know, we don't do that. We don't address a bunch of needs at once. And but that's what I like to see the Lions team, uh, Lions do. Um, Dave, anything like be as specific as possible as far as who, the position, whatever you got to say about this. Quarterback of the future. The Vikings need 
to strike now, this year, and grab themselves a quarterback of the future. If they fall in love with one of the top three, they need to make it happen via trade to move up into position to grab one of those. If they're cool with one of the bottom three of the top six, be it J.J. Daniels or Michael Penix, they need to pull that trigger uh, after selecting defense first. We need defense. We need pass rush. Our defensive interior absolutely stunk when it came to pass rush. We were uh, the worst in the league when it came to that category. But the most important thing in this offseason is quarterback of the future. Mm. Hey. I'm going to keep it a buck with you, man. I want one of them edges. <laughs> I want one of them edges. I know, I know we were talking about PFF grades, and I'm hoping you guys' teams are at least got the platinum subscription when they go and get their grades for PFF. At least, not, at least, at least got that the premium, the premium stuff. But uh, I want one of them edges. I want Jacksonville. Get him up. You had him long enough. I want Josh Allen. <laughs> Brian Burns. I'll settle for him. They're about the same age. Brian, I think Josh Allen. That's a little bit more of a game record. A little bit more of a difference maker. That's who I want. I, we need game records on that side of the ball. Um, I know, and this is going back to PFL, I think the best defensive lineman on available is Chris Jones. He'll be 30 by the time this next season starts. I don't think that's where the Bears are at. The Bears are not in a win-now mode. They don't need no 30-year-olds. Uh, and, Joan, if you want Jalen Johnson, come get I mean, you can have him. You know, we got we got corners. <laughs> we, we can replace him. You know, Jalen Johnson's a great player. You know, yeah. Very good player. Um, like Jalen Johnson. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy, man. But you know what? We got us. We got cash to spend, and we got player, we got players to cut. We got we we and we got if we're gonna make make some uh, make some splashes, we're gonna have to you know spend that bag. And Jalen might might be on the outside looking in. Okay, well, you know, you can cut one of the corners and send them this way, Foster. I, I was just gonna say, Faye, that we will allow you to get a Burns or Allen if you will. Re- relinquish the rights to Jalen Johnson. Now, Jarius Sneed is my, was the name that I, that came to mind just because I figured, you know, maybe they'll try to retain uh, Johnson. But number one, definitely being being him. I bring him on, you know, just down for you, for my, uh, not for my, four hours east on 94, slide, slide over, we, you know, we'll, we'll make it right for you. <laughs> But yeah, corner, corner is the one. We'll figure out the edge position. We'll I'll, we'll take I'll take a lesser you know a lesser you know level guy on the edge to to clear our corner situation. So okay, well that about wraps it up for this week, gentlemen. I had another fun week, and we'll be back next week. Uh, if you have anything you want to say before we get out of here, there's you can take the time to do so, Foster. I know you got to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll catch up with you at seven. Yes, sir. And uh, Dave, tell the tell uh, any closing remarks. Hey, I just wanted to promote tonight at six o'clock central. The real Forno. We're going to be discussing how mock drafts help the Vikings develop strategy to hit free agency. 
And we're going to be a player in free agency. We don't have all the money in the world, but we've got a little bit, unlike the Green Bay Packers. And, uh, but the Detroit Lions and especially Chicago are a lot more set to play in free agency, free agency than we are. But these tools used now as a fan help you learn one, the draft class and where, if there's something not there in the draft class, you can always get in free agency and you go there and look and then that ratchets up and you can promote that amongst your friends. But that's tonight. The Real Forno Show on Vikings First and Skull, our YouTube page. Easy to find. Come join us. We're growing like crazy, and we love this time of year. Hey. Over at DBC, the Bear Claw Pod, we're breaking down all the do's the Bears should not the Bears should do and all the don'ts that they probably will do. We've got our series of Justin versus Caleb. We've just put out our part two of that series this earlier this week. So go ahead, check that out. We invited all invited on a, a voice from the steel curtain network who is very pro Justin tells, tells us that Caleb is a bus. Check it out. See why I think he, I, I really think it's because he wants us to trade, trade him Justin, but you know, not going to happen. Um, you, you can get all the great, great content from anywhere you get your podcast. That's Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. We're also available on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. Check us out. All right. And you can catch Bleachers and Speakers on uh, Motor City Metrics on the YouTube. You can also subscribe to the new Bleachers to Speakers channel on YouTube as well. That's uh, it's a new channel we just started. We just eclipsed uh, 100 su- subscribers last week. Uh, we, we're trying to get more. So if you're listening and if you're paying attention, please subscribe to that channel. There'll be more more uh, good stuff uploaded to that. And you can catch us on all podcast streaming uh, platforms, uh, Bleachers of Speakers, uh, FFSN, and in Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and I'm hearing Google Podcasts is coming to an end. So, but uh, there's still hey, others out there. Pay, I think you said a long time ago. How depends on how long they'll be around, and you're pretty spot on about that prediction. There, they're about out of here. But other than that, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. I had fun again once again next week and uh, this week and next week we'll talk about the actual Super Bowl. That'd be that should be a good game. As always, skull Vikings. <laughs> Bear down. <laughs>